to the Trouble with the Snap podcast. I am Tyler Hayward. Uh, check us out on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Five shows from there. Also, be sure to like the Facebook page, comment on the Facebook page, etc., etc., etc. You know, share the content as we lot going. Massive. Uh, coming out, and it looks like it's going to be finalized as soon as could be later tonight. Um, about as late as the Big Ten, as of twenty twenty four, will officially be able to reach five of the seven major media markets in the United States. And I think just the wording on that alone should tell you everything. This about USC, UCLA headed to the Big Ten Conference within the next two years. I got two people joining us today because it's a situation where, you know, if the Big Ten can expand, so can I. Jeremy Files with us. Chris Stanton is with us, and we're going to break this down. What this means, and I know one of us has a different opinion than the others, um, and so – we're going to dive into it right now and, uh, you know, let you know our thoughts, why it could be good, why it could be bad, and just try to wrap our heads around the breaking news. Uh, and, Jeremy, we're going to start with you. How are you doing, brother? Good. Um, yeah, it, it kind of came out of nowhere, to be honest, when the media stuff broke out. Uh, selfishly for, for us, Michigan State and Michigan fans, I love it. Um, because I think it brings more attention to the Big Ten. Um, you know, when I thought about it more, Tyler, I was like, man, you know, like there's still a lot of traditions that we all, you know, love to have. And everything that we grew up watching, is it's totally different now, right? It really is. I mean, everything's changed. It's such a money thing now. Uh, and then you bring NIL and then it's really a money thing. Um, it's just it's pretty out of control. But as far as for Michigan State and Michigan, I think it's going to help us a lot, guys. I think it's going to help when you have a game at USC on Fox. It's going to be huge. Uh, recruiting, I think it helps. And I'm going to throw a little curveball, you guys. I want your thoughts on this. I always felt like it was tough to get warm state, warm weather state kids. Let's just keep adding all these warm, you know, warm places. So hopefully we can get some kids that want to be here and not have to worry about playing in, you know, 20-degree weather in November. I think that has something to do with it. I really do, Tyler. I mean, I think that that's just a small piece. But just imagine, man, you're you're a Spartan fan, and all of a sudden you're at USC, right, Chris? Tyler, you guys are watching the at USC conference game. It's going to be different, man, and it's going to be a lot of fun. You know what? You said something there that – I mean, I think is maybe the one positive, and that is you might be able to recruit a little bit better out in that area. Because right now you see Michigan State almost reenacting what they did in the 60s and just going down south and trying to hit up all these Texas boys. But I don't – and so this will help expand, I think, the recruiting map for everybody in the Big Ten. But I don't know if this is necessarily something that overall is good for the schools. I'll give you guys my thoughts in a second, but Chris, I want to get yours first. 
Jeremy, you got him? Yeah, I, I can't hear Chris right now. Yeah. Um, I know he's connected. Yeah. Um, but uh, and, and He's out in the boondocks. But anyways, I guess yeah. I'll give you my thoughts then. Um, (laughs) ultimately look, I think the travel is insane and this is the, what I've been hearing people talk about is football. And obviously that's the big deal. You know what I mean? That is it. That's the end all be all. That's where all the money comes from. Yada. What about basketball? Like you expect these kids to go out on, uh, Wednesday or Tuesday, play USC, and then fly all the way across the country, play Penn State on a Saturday. It's just not reasonable. It doesn't work in that regard. The travel is going to be insane for a team, not even just for like Michigan State doing something like that, but for a team like USC, let's say they have to go play in Columbus one week and then Nebraska the next. And I think that that is something that, Look, this has always been about money. The kids have always had it about the money. Or the NCAA has always had it about the money. And they're not fooling anybody by trying to say otherwise and say, oh, it's about the kids. But I think this just pushes that point a little more forward. Hey, there he is. Chris, I'm not sure if uh, you heard what I said, but, uh, you know, this doesn't – this just proves the point the NCAA is all about the money. Right, right. And I don't know if you heard any of my ramblings either. So, Tyler, thanks we for heard. having me. And Phila, uh, great to hear from you again. Um, boy, there, there's a lot of layers here. And, and I'm probably going to come from an angle that that's uh, maybe selfish or maybe – you know, diminished in some eyes, but as a non-revenue college athlete, I went up against Michigan, Michigan State quite a bit, and I always liked beating those guys, and I think a big part of that was we knew that they were not funded well, and I worry about in this situation, where is the travel money going to come from for the use of the Rutgers game? Where is the the funding going to be to maintain some of the non-revenue sports like track and field or tennis or uh, some of the other ones. Yeah, as a fan, oh, it's great. You know, I was here for a lot of good things, like File alluded to, the recruiting, uh, a way to get some of the SEC athletes more our way. There are a lot of positives. However, I, I really want to see the plan the Big Ten athletic directors and the boards have for how are we going to make this logistically possible? Because now you're talking about a coast-to-coast conference and, you know, the 8 a.m. Rutgers versus UCLA game <laughs> is a whole nother ritual. And there's a lot of things to iron out here. Yeah, and that, I think that's been my biggest thing is, like, I'm not – I mean, no disrespect to you, oh, king of non-revenue sports. I was <laughs> just – I mean, I was talking about basketball, how, okay, so Michigan State might have to fly out to USC on a Tuesday and then get Penn State on a Saturday. Or vice versa, it doesn't really matter um, how that works. And it just takes away the student of student-athlete. At, at that moment, you are officially playing in the NBA. And well, I think that, that's the worst-kept secret in the world. We know that it's no longer about academics. 
we know that this is a big business. It, it, it didn't take NIL, some of these other things to, to make everyone realize that the, the facade that the NCAA dances behind is a joke. So here we go. Yeah, and I mean, all gloves are off at this point. Jeremy, uh, oh, I know, oh I know you're a big fan of uh, – I, I know you're a fan of this in that regard, but, like, what do you think of, uh, you, you know, some of the counterpoints Stan and I have made? Well, number one, with Chris just – the concern he raises is a very big concern. It's not a small one at all. Um, you know, being at Western Michigan, I remember when they cut men's track. I remember, like, it was yesterday. And it was mind-blowing. You were – you know, you, that was my first taste of, oh – this is about money. We don't. They don't have the money to fund this anymore. What happens though with with this is if you guys go on and you watch the Big Ten Network, you're going to watch not just basketball and football and things. You're going to watch uh, track and field. You're going to watch wrestling. Obviously, volleyball is a sport that it's on a lot on Big Ten Network. Yeah, that's um, grown. That and wrestling grown on BTN. So what's happening right now with all of this is this: the the Big Ten. You know, with their contract and their revenue, which is incredibly larger than the Pac-12, and their connection with Fox, there's a lot of money with TV rights that is going to be kind of thrown around here in the next few years. And I think UCLA and USC's thinking, think of all the money we're going to get from the Big Ten Network. Or the Big Ten Network, you know, there's going to be so much tied into it where this is going to actually help our sports. And it's probably going to help – uh, you know, some of the smaller sports in Michigan, Michigan State. Chris makes a great point, though. The, the, the big get bigger and the small get smaller in these things. It really it happens. You've seen it with COVID, how it just got – we got slaughtered with the smaller sports. And, they're you know, they're probably just so behind, and some of them are, are – you know, they're gone. What was it, Chris, Tyler, you guys can remind me on this. Wasn't it swimming at Michigan State that got taken right away? Swimming and diving. Yeah. Was swimming and diving. Immediately. So it's – so it's like, okay, if as long as we add these teams and we get more money with TV revenue, and as long as that helps the other sports. So Chris made a good point because as much as I'm a big football basketball guy, it's not fair if you're an athlete and you're there. Think of the ones that are already there right now, guys. Mm-hmm. They might not have a season because of this type of stuff. So I just hope that they think about track. They think about swimming and diving, lacrosse. Because those are the people that get hurt in the end. Yeah, and I think one of the things, uh, too, that just completely blows my mind about this is I I think in that aspect, USC and UCLA are going to be okay in regard to those smaller sports because look at what Northwestern and Rutgers do on their uh, BTN deals. I I heard this was reported today. They do eighty million. USC does thirty right now. <laughs> like when I said Northwestern and Rutgers, this wasn't Michigan and Ohio State. This was Northwestern and Rutgers make eighty million in their TV deals. USC yeah, makes a billion dollar deal, guys. A billion dollar yeah, deal. This this is going to be huge, and this is I think the you know not to change the topic so abruptly because I think that. That small, the non-revenue sports thing, I think that that's very important to look at and what their plan is for this because 
this isn't something that's been talked about and talked about and talked about, and they worked out the details and it's going to happen. Now, we don't know if the details were worked out behind closed doors, but there has to be a plan in place to try to keep them and to keep them working and to keep them, I mean, keep their heads above water ultimately is what Mm -hmm. it is. You, You hate to say it like that, but that's where we're at. And, you know, what, the one thing that we know is that college football pretty much funds everything else, uh, except for college basketball, which I think is self-sustaining and brings in a little bit of a revenue, comparatively speaking, of course. Um, as far as college football goes, as far as the NCAA goes, just college sports in general, I think I think this is the death of it. And what I mean by that is right now what what's left? What is left in the ACC? What's left in uh, the Big 12? What's left in these other what's left in the Pac-12 ultimately besides Oregon? So you're it, saying it's a two-horse race? It's, it's a Big it, Ten. It's a Big Ten. Yeah, it's the Big Ten. Yeah, sorry, that was thrown out. But it's the Big Ten, it's the SEC, and you're going to have two mega conferences. You're going to have your NFC, AFC, just going at it, 20 teams loaded up in it, and uh, it's just going to ruin some of the traditions because you might be able to hold on to one rivalry, Michigan's going to hold on to Ohio State. And I've said it on this show a billion times. You know, you can talk about Yankees, Red Sox. You can talk about Green Bay, Chicago, Green Bay, Minnesota, or whoever. You can talk about Brady versus the world. You can talk about all these things. Michigan and Michigan State is the greatest rivalry in sports because it transcends an individual sport. No one gives a crap about Michigan, Ohio State baseball. But Michigan, Michigan State baseball, it's always a little more heated. And you mean Ohio State, Michigan? Yeah, yeah. No, no one cares about Ohio State, Michigan baseball, but they care about Michigan, Michigan State, comparatively speaking. Like that is going to be gone, and I think you're going to lose a lot of these types of rivalries. You're gonna lose UCLA and Cal. I mean, they might be able to keep something going like Iowa and Iowa State do every year, Um, but because we, we'll have to see how the schedule shakes out, but you're going to lose. What separates college football and the pageantry of it all from the NFL and why those people who like college football like it more than the NFL is because they're, the, the rivalries are a little more intense. There's a little more juice. It just means a little bit more in that regard. Right, Jeremy? In the... Oh, go ahead, Chris. In, in the coming days, I really want to hear what the Rose Bowl has to say because this changes them drastically, the granddaddy of them all. Think about how often, maybe not so much UCLA, but USC and the presence of the Rose Bowl. Obviously, that's UCLA's uh, home venue. But I, I really want to know how this impacts that relationship and that financial structure because this this is you know 
what bothers me about it, like I'm talking off air with Tyler, I'm like, you know, I'm fired up about it. And then I go, ooh, there's so many other things mm-hmm. that you get about. Um, you make a good point, Chris. Here's one of the things, though. I, I've got a friend that lives in L.A. And remember when COVID hit and everyone was like, what is everyone going to do? Um, you know, like, and then the NIL thing came in. It was like mm-hmm. a two-punch knockout. COVID and NIL. And remember what they did out West, guys. It doesn't, you know, if you look back, where they were, there were some talks, and he told me this. He said what they want to do out West is they want to get away from the NCAA. They want to start their own league, West Coast League, and basically say we're going to be away from the NCAA, and we'll just – because, remember, California was the first state, guys. They were like, yeah, we're going to pay our athletes. Right. And, and that's what happened. I think it's pretty obvious that out there – all they care about is that green piece of paper. And I think the Rose Bowl, all they care about is that green piece of paper. Because let's not forget, I thought it was hard for me to handle when it wasn't Michigan versus USC in the Rose Bowl. Michigan State versus, you know, USC in the Rose Bowl. It was the Rose Bowl is the national championship game. And it was like, what in the world? Remember that first started going on, you know, and it was kind of kind of three off. So I think they'll be fine on that end, Chris. But I – I get what you're saying, though. It's like, wait a minute, aren't we kind of tied into the Pac-12? Or, like, I think I said to you, Tyler. I go, what's all the contracts going to look like with the NCAA and these conferences? I can't imagine being a lawyer looking, going, whoa, wait a minute, you guys signed this with the NCAA for 500 years. What's the buyout on that going to be when they want to get away from the NCAA? Um, it's just so much money. And I think that these conferences guys are saying, let's just make the most money we can because right now the Pac-12 is looking at each other going, we're getting destroyed. Like the Big Ten is miles ahead of us. The SEC is miles ahead of us. And I think UCLA and USC, the big fish are going, what are we doing here? Like this is pointless. Like we might as well just go to the Big Ten and – we're going to strengthen them. They're going to strengthen us and win-win for all. I'm worried, though, on that end, guys, because, like, as much as I love it for us, what's it going to look like? Like, what's this going to look like in five years? Like like Tyler said, AFC, NFC, it's going to be crazy. It really is. Yeah, and I think the uh, biggest thing about it all, too, is, like, I, I just don't understand the scheduling. I know a lot of the traditions of – the New Year's Day Bowls and the Rose Bowl and all that type of stuff have kind of went out the window. I can live with that, but still the rivalry, there's still the, that intensity and everything else that went along with it. And, Jeremy, I want to bring up something that you said. You were talking about the NIL and how quickly that happened for everything. And what's the big problem with it right now? It wasn't thought out. Let me, I want to ask you guys both this question because Tyler, you, you know, you talked about basketball. Number one, Chris, like, so it's a two-part question. As far mm-hmm. as track goes, I mean, you have these these meets, obviously. Like, you know, you're one one location, everybody's there. So, Chris, mm-hmm. financially, do you think track would be okay because of that? Like, okay, if you're USC and UCLA, you're going to go all the way out to Ann Arbor or whatever. You know, it's it's like a big relay. Or is that going to be too difficult to do it that way? Track and field presents a different wrinkle, and I think baseball could be lumped into this. 12 teams are historically dominant 
whether it be the California teams or Oregon or um, Arizona. And, and I think, you know, for the sake of this argument, I, I don't know what the Big Ten really brings in those sports. Obviously, Michigan had a really good run this year. And once in a while, we'll see that on different teams, Ohio State. But um, I, I think that's a step back for UCLA and UCLA. Although it's been well documented that it's, you know, as far as the networks go, the Pac-12 network did not function at the level of the Big Ten network. So with the, the increased exposure, could, could they lift each other up? Possibly. But that's a huge question mark. It makes me wonder why UCLA and USC, because to talk about the focus they put on the Olympic sports, not just track and baseball and softball, but a few others too. Is this really worth it for them? And it, it's got to be what you said. It's it, it's the chasing of the almighty dollar, and it's the arms race that is, you know, how are we going to compete with the SEC? There is a lot of layers to this. We just don't know. As far as yeah, basketball, Tyler, let me ask you with basketball. And I mean, you know, Chris, dive in too. Tyler, you made a good point about basketball because, you know, I mean, that's obviously I'm thinking of, okay, you play a Wednesday night in California, you know, and time difference, three-hour difference. You know, you play a, a 10.30 game, which really it's 7.30 there, and you get done and you fly back, and you get back Thursday later, you haven't got much rest. That is going to be difficult. That's where you're like, this is like the NBA when you're traveling mm-hmm. out west. Um, do you think that that's going to cause – like financially it changes a lot obviously but do you think that that's going to be a problem because i think it could be a problem obviously for injuries i mean i know injuries happen no matter what but i don't even know how you schedule that guys like okay if you're Rutgers and you're playing usc on wednesday or are they gonna do i mean they want to get rid of divisions right and they don't do it divisions in basketball but do you need to do divisions in basketball i mean is it like I don't I know, man. Have, well, yeah. even th- even then, if you do something like that, the closest thing to uh, the closest thing to USC and UCLA at that point is Nebraska. It's still halfway <laughs> across the country, and so there's not really a good way to do it during basketball season. You can try to manipulate home and road games with USC and UCLA for football because you have a week in between, but you can't mm-hmm. do it for basketball. There's no way to do it for basketball because those two teams have to play each other and they can't play each other every week on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, and so that I, I think they have to, to me, set up a division. Keep... They yeah. seem to have lost Chris. Yeah, I think, I think like, I think what, you know, I'm sure Chris will add to this, but you almost have to have divisions with basketball. But here's well, where the problem with the Big Ten, you know what they ran into, and I, and I know you're going to love this, Tyler. When we expanded, I was like, the first expansion was what? It was Penn State. So Penn State mm-hmm. came in, and that was great because it was Penn State. It was regional. It was powerful. So it was like, boom, you know. Now it's got to the point where it's just it's just branding and money, and that's it. And it doesn't matter where – geographically they are but i just don't understand like the nebraska move that that crushed 
so many things in the Big 12. Like, it killed them because they suck. But, you know, like what? Nebraska had a couple good years there, right, of football. Look at them now in football. I yeah, mean, they've been it, underwhelming here. Yeah, they're just getting smacked. And it's like well, they killed well, the Big 12 by doing that, Tyler. I mean, that crushed them because there you lose them. And now look, Texas and Oklahoma are going to SEC. I wouldn't be surprised, guys, when we have this conversation in like six to eight years where we're like, yeah, we've got Arizona, Arizona State, USC, UCLA. And then, like you said, Tyler, it's not even like Big Ten, Pac-12 anymore. It's just East-West or, you know, I don't even know. It's just, it's a lot. It's crazy. Well, that's the thing is, like, what's the next step? Because we know what this is headed towards. It's headed because there's, what, Baylor and Oklahoma State in the Big 12. There's Clemson, Miami, Florida State, and the ACC. And I don't even know if you can give Clemson that much love. And you have what, Washington and Oregon out west. Yeah. That's – and Notre Dame. That's what's left. And so that brings up what's next. And I think when you were talking about doing divisions in basketball and doing something like that, that means you have to pull more of those teams from out west. Even if it's Oklahoma State. Yeah. And even if it's Baylor. And you Can we add those, Notre Dame to the Big Ten, Tyler? I, at this point, I think you do. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry. I just, Chris, me and Tyler laugh about that. We talk about this at least twice a year. The oh, Notre sure. Dame thing drives Tyler so crazy with the Big Ten. <laughs> and, Look, but seriously, that they're going to be, don't be surprised, guys, eventually if they're like, wait a minute. No, they're going to make ha- more money. That's the thing. They're going to have to. And they'd be making more money anyways. They're stupid not to see it. I mean, like I said, Northwestern makes $80 million a year off their TV deal. And so what do you think Notre Dame would be able to do? That's all I'm going to say. But Notre Dame is Notre Dame would be stupid to not try to figure this out right now what they want to do. Because here's the thing. The ACC is not going to be around forever. You need to make a decision. You need to make that jump towards the Big Ten. As much as I would love to see the Big Ten and the SEC both say, no, nah, you know what, you're kind of a douchebag. We're not going to do this. As much as I would love to see them leave Notre Dame out in the cold, you're not going to be able to do that. This is well, because they bring in too much money. So, yeah, Nor- Notre Dame would probably be my first call. I'm, I mean, just because it's regional, it'd probably be an easier sell. Yeah. Because you know you're not going to get the ACC much longer. And then you call Washington and you call Oregon and you try to secure those other two teams out West and you can start to work that divisional thing mostly through basketball and you can throw Nebraska in there to try to force them out West a little bit more just out of convenience for all of the teams lumped in what is the official big 10 footprint and then you start hitting up the Baylors and the Oklahoma States. And honestly, that's the route that I would go if Let I were running the Big Ten. But if, I, but if I were running the Big Ten, I would have never hit up uh, Rutgers or Maryland before I went to ALC. Can I ask Chris, Chris a question? Yeah, go ahead. Chris, what would you like the Big Ten to look like? Because like, you know it's going to expand. What would be your perfect Big Ten? Everybody but Michigan. <laughs> the divi- the divisional format has to work whether or not you make that two divisions or three um i i can be done as far as scheduling east west but it's got to be and, and i'm thinking basketball 
more than football on this one, obviously, because football plays primarily on Saturdays, despite the fact that Michigan State opens against Western Michigan on a Friday night. And I, I know, File, you feel some type of way about that, I'm sure. Um, yes. I think if you stagger it in a, a certain way where you get your USC versus Maryland game on a Saturday to, to minimize academic schedule and, and the, the logistics of trans, uh, travel, I think it can be done. But there's a lot of planning and a lot of um, dotting of the I's and crossing of the T's that has to be done. As you guys were talking, I was thinking about what's the next domino as far as what could fall here. If the ACC was smart and the Big 12 were smart, they would take this move and say, all right, let's the two of us do an East and West thing. And suddenly now they are the third major conference in the country with all those teams together. So I, I think it's an to answer your question, it's an East-West thing. But I think it's all it's Big Ten, but it's also possibly ACC and Big Twelve as we go one step bigger. Yeah, I want to add this. This is what should happen, and it would break some hearts. But Rutgers and Maryland was stupid. That should have never happened. They should have never came into the Big Ten. I understand their side, but it, it makes no sense at all for the Big Ten. Um, you know, for, for any reason, you know, you could say, well, geographically, sure. But let's just be honest. Like, I think what most fans think is they want the rivalry still, and they want big games and they want marquee matchups. And one mm -hmm. of the things that Tyler's mentioned with Alabama in the past is their schedule is a cakewalk all the time. Right. You know, and, mm -hmm. and, and whether it's non-conference stuff, I think. Playing Mercer week eight. Yeah. When you look at. Like, the SEC is so powerful. Why? Because their damn conference is so good. That's why it's so powerful. And I think everybody's realizing we got to have the best conference possible to revenue, you know, to rejuvenate finances, obviously, get more money in. But lastly, when you look at USC and you look at Notre Dame and their history and you look at Michigan State and Michigan and the interstate rivalry and you look at Ohio State and Michigan and you look at – you add Penn State. I'm telling you right now, guys, if, if Notre Dame got their crap together, they got now USC, Michigan, Michigan State <laughs> as a rival. You've got Ohio State that you're about to play this year. That would be in your conference. Think of if they did the divisions correctly, where you could have Wisconsin, Iowa, and, and you, you know, maybe leave Penn State over there and, and you have all those things going on. But think about the possibility of USC and Notre Dame playing in conference. Think of the possibility. Notre, Notre Dame has to humble themselves. When they originally <laughs> came to the Big Ten, oh, yeah, I know, about um, joining the conference, it was it was not about athletics as much. It was about the research consortium. And has a ridiculous amount of money for research, whether it be cancer research or on and on and on. Notre Dame came in, and this is well documented, that they wanted a lion's share of, of the research pool and the Big Ten basically said, hit the bricks. So if yeah. Notre Dame could kind of restructure what they want on the academic side, because Notre Dame really prides themselves on that, on the academics, and, you know, give, give credit where credit is due, just like with U of M. They're I'll give, I'll they, give they're credit where it's due for Notre Dame. They don't pride themselves on academics if they're playing ineligible players. Okay. Sorry. So, no, that's <laughs> fine. So let's see. Sorry. Notre Dame, let's, let's try this again. Let, let's come to us with a, a decent number as far as the research dollars go. Obviously, the 
the NBC contract is not what it used to be. And, and them joining the ACC is a different wrinkle. I think it's possible this time around. It wasn't 15, 20 years ago or whenever they tried. But I think it's time for Notre Dame to, to, to sit down for a minute and say, all right, let's try this again. You want to know how much of that money they should get? <laughs> I'm sure you'll tell me. One eighteenth, because that's how many teams are going to be in this freaking conference. If your yeah, name is added, you're going to have to go out get, like I said, Oklahoma State or uh, Baylor or somebody, Washington, Oregon, whatever it may be. They get one eighteenth. How about you grow up, you split it down the middle, you yep. split it with everybody else, you share equally, you act like the adult in the room instead of acting like the spoiled little brat that you've been acting like since the 1950s. And everything I've read, that's what the Big Ten schools approached Notre Dame with the first time around, but they were too high. Look, Let's see now. If, if, you, if you're gonna, yeah, if, you, if you're going to sit there and you're going to load it up in a manner that gives more money to somebody else in the conference, I'm putting that money towards Northwestern or if we even add Stanford to this conference. Right. That's right. where I'm putting Tyler, the money. I'm putting can you admit, Tyler, in front of me and Chris right now that yeah, Notre Dame is should be most hated. You Michigan can be number two now. You can hate Michigan secondly, and Notre Dame can be on the top of your your list here. Oh absolutely not. Uh, hold on. When, when when the University of Michigan voted to keep Michigan State out of the Big Ten, who was the school who scheduled Michigan State, little peon Michigan State, to play them? It was Notre Dame. So let, oh, I, I got to give credit there. Well, yeah, I want to say that, that that's I the drive around the campus every day, and uh, I deal with crap all the time on campus, so I can see where the hatred comes from. I, I don't like as far as the Michigan end. Like, I remember us playing UCLA all the time. So, like, some of the 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 feel-good stuff is there as far as, like, wow, we might play UCLA and USC every year now. So that will be the fun part, right? And, and Michigan State as well. It's going to be really cool to, you know, Flash be at the Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl. Yeah, you know, you, you, you look at mm-hmm. – uh, I was just watching the Todd Marinovich thing when Michigan State smacked USC in the bowl game. It's going to be pretty cool to see those two teams play in a – in a let's just call it how it is regular season game. I am really concerned about one thing though, and not a lot of people have talked about it. What does this mean as far as like I know it's easy to say, oh, you know, the Big Ten's trying to catch the SEC, right? I I don't know how I think this conference is more competitive than the SEC at times, guys. I really do. I, I agree. I I think it's more even than the SEC. But at yeah. the same time, they are playing catch-up because you saw the Texas-Oklahoma thing, and then the Big Ten's just all of a sudden reaching out. And, I mean, I guess USC and UCLA um, initiated the contact. But those, but everything the Big Ten has done has been an answer to the SEC, and it's not been as good of an answer. This is what's going to have to happen. USC, USC and UCLA are not Texas and Oklahoma. And yeah. when the SEC started expanding at first, the Big Ten went Nebraska and then Maryland and Rutgers. The, the Big Ten is a step behind on the SEC. Well, let me just at the same yeah, time, at the same time, when you look at it, though, to answer your question, I think there's more of a competitive balance in football, if that's what you're asking, than there is in the SEC where it's Alabama and everybody else. 
what's happened in the Pac-12, guys? We know with football, they're pissed off because they're not sending anybody to the college football playoff. You know, and, and it's bothering them, and it's making their conference look weak. They're already struggling financially, I guess. I mean, they're really not, but they're just pissed off that everyone's making more than them. But well, here's the, the problem. What are you going to do, Tyler and Chris, when, okay, the college football playoff needs to be expanded. And you can't just put all these teams together. And, you know, as far as just competition, forget the money, forget the TV stuff. If USC plays in the Big Ten Conference and loses two games, I mean – that's a hell of a year. Like how many years have we seen guys where Michigan state or Michigan, you know, like last year, for instance, like Michigan state shocked. Everybody had a hell of a year. They're going to have to expand this playoff because it's getting ridiculous because it's catering to the sec. And, and if USC and UCLA have good teams, they recruit well and they go 10 and two, 11 and two, this playoff needs to be expanded. It just does, and well, my opinion. Well, it should have been expanded yeah. anyways. It shouldn't have anything to do with USC and UCLA coming over because that's not going to help your case playing Ohio State when the best thing you had to do was worry about an up-and-down Oregon team. Well, they're going to lose yeah. more now. That's my point. Yeah, but they sometimes have to be forced into it, and I think moves like this to bring in UCLA and USC, it's the next domino. It, it, it forces the playoff committee to say, all right, you know, maybe we should make this eight teams. So it gets them out of their, their stubborn hole that they're in. And, and by all means, add it to make it to eight teams, at least. Well, like I said, I, I've always felt it should have been eight teams, should have been the five power fives. Um, and three at large. A, a, a group of five team and then two at large. Okay. And I feel like that also would have helped Notre Dame make their decision a little bit earlier too because that means – Best case scenario, you're a seven seed every year, so you can deal with that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, look, guys, we got a wrap. Great talk today. A lot of stuff to think about, stuff that I didn't need to think about, and that's why I kind of wanted like multiple heads on this show. I appreciate it. For Jeremy File, Chris Stan, I'm Tyler Hayward. This is Trouble with the Snap. <laughs>